A City Near Centaurus by Bill Doty. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Matt Perard. A City Near Centaurus by Bill Doty. The city was sacred, but not to its gods. Michelson was a god, but far from sacred. Crouched in the ancient doorway, like an animal peering out from his burrow, Mr. Michelson saw the native. At first he was startled, thinking it might be someone else from the earth settlement who had discovered the old city before him. Then he saw the glint of sun against the metallic skirt and relaxed. He chuckled to himself, wondering with amusement what a web-footed man was doing in an old dead city so far from his people some facts were known about the people of alpha centaurus too they were not actually natives he recalled they were a colony from the fifth planet of the system they were a curious people some were highly intelligent though uneducated he decided to ignore the man for the moment he was far down the ancient street a mere speck against the sand there would be plenty of time to wonder about him he gazed out from his position at the complex variety of buildings before him some were small obviously homes others were huge with tall frail spires standing against the pale blue sky square buildings ellipsoid spheroid beautiful dream-stuffed bridges connected tall conical towers bridges that still swung in the wind after half a million years late afternoon sunlight shone against ebony surfaces the sands of many centuries had blown down the wide streets and filled the doorways desert plants grew from roofs of smaller buildings ignoring the native mr michelson poked about among the ruins happily exclaiming to himself about some particular artifact marveling at its state of preservation holding it this way and that to catch the late afternoon sun smiling clucking gleefully he crawled over the rubble through old doorways half filled with the accumulation of ages he dug experimentally in the sand with his hands like a dog under a roof that had weathered half a million years of rain and sun then he crawled out again covered with dust and cobwebs the native stood in the street less than a hundred feet away waving his arms madly mr earth god he cried it is sacred ground where you are trespassing the archaeologist smiled watching the man hurry closer he was short even for a native long gray hair hung to his shoulders bobbing up and down as he walked he wore no shoes the toes of his webbed feet dragged in the sand making a deep trail behind him he was an old man you never told us about this old dead city michelson said chidingly shame on you but never mind i've found it now isn't it beautiful yes beautiful you will leave now leave michelson asked acting surprised as if the man were a child i just got here a few hours ago you must go why who are you 
i am keeper of the city you michelson laughed then seeing how serious the native was said what makes you think a dead city needs a keeper the spirits may return michelson crawled out of the doorway and stood up he brushed his trousers he pointed see that wall built of some metal i'd say some alloy impervious to rust and wear the spirits are angry notice the inscriptions wind has blown sand against them for eons and rain and sleet but their story is there once we decipher it leave the native's lined weathered old face was working around the mouth in anger michelson was almost sorry he had mocked him he was deadly serious look he said no spirits are ever coming back here don't you know that and even if they did spirits care nothing for old cities half covered with sand and dirt he walked away from the old man heading for another building the sun had already gone below the horizon coloring the high clouds he glanced backward the webfoot was following mr earth god the webfoot cried so sharply that michelson stopped you must not touch not walk upon not handle your step may destroy the home of some ancient spirit your breath may cause one iota of change and a spirit may lose his way in the darkness go quickly now or be killed he turned and walked off not looking back michelson stood in the ancient street tall gaunt feet planted wide hands in pockets watching the webfoot until he was out of sight beyond a huge circular building there was a man to watch there was one of the intelligent ones one look into the alert old eyes had told him that michelson shook his head and went about satisfying his curiosity he entered buildings without thought of roofs falling in or decayed floors dropping from under his weight he began to collect small items making a pile of them in the street an ancient bowl metal untouched by the ages a statue of a man one foot high correct to the minutest detail showing how identical they had been to earthmen he found books still standing on ancient shelves but was afraid to touch them without tools darkness came swiftly and he was forced out into the street he stood there alone feeling the age of the place even the smell of age was in the air silver moonlight from the two moons filtered through clear air down upon the ruins the city lay now in darkness dead and still waiting for morning so it could lie dead and still in the sun there was no hurry to be going home although he was alone although this was alpha centaurus too with many unknowns many dangers although home was a very great distance away there was no one back there to worry about him his wife had died many years ago back on earth no children his friends in the settlement would not look for him for another day at least anyway the tiny cylinder buried in flesh 
behind his ear a thing of mystery and immense power could take him home instantly without effort save for a flicker of thought you did not leave as i asked you michelson whirled around at the sound of the native's voice then he relaxed he said you shouldn't sneak up on a man like that you must leave or i will be forced to kill you i do not want to kill you but if i must he made a clucking sound deep in the throat the spirits are angry nonsense superstition but never mind you have been here longer than i tell me what are those instruments in the rooms it looks like a clock but i'm certain it had some other function what rooms oh come now the small rooms back there look like they were bedrooms i do not know the webfoot drew closer michelson decided he was sixty or seventy years old at least you've been here a long time you are intelligent and you must be educated the way you talk that gadget looks like a timepiece of some sort what is it what does it measure i insist that you go the webfoot held something in his hand no michelson looked off down the street trying to ignore the native trying to feel the life of the city as it might have been you are sensitive the native said in his ear it takes a sensitive god to feel the spirits moving in the houses and walking in these old streets say it any way you want to this is the most fascinating thing i've ever seen the inca's treasure the ruins of pompeii egyptian tombs none can hold a candle to this mr earth god don't call me that i'm not a god and you know it the old man shrugged it is not an item worthy of dispute those names you mentioned are they the names of gods he chuckled in a way yes what is your name maota you must help me maota these things must be preserved we'll build a museum right here in the street no over there on the hill just outside the city we'll collect all the old writings and perhaps we may decipher them think of it maota to read pages written so long ago and think their thoughts we'll put everything under glass build and evacuate chambers to stop the decay catalogue itemize michelson was warming up to his subject but maota shook his head like a waving palm frond and stamped his feet you will leave now can't you see look at the decay these things are priceless they must be preserved future generations will thank us do you mean the old man asked aghast that you want others to come here you know the city abhors the sound of alien voices those who lived here may return one day they must not find their city packaged and preserved and laid out on shelves for the curious to breathe their foul breaths upon you will leave now no michelson was adamant the rock of gibraltar maota hit him quickly passionately and dropped the weapon beside his body he turned swiftly making a swirling mark in the sand with his heel and walked off toward the hills outside the city the weapon he had used was an ancient book 
its paper-thin pages rustled in the wind as if an unseen hand turned them reading while michelson's blood trickled out from the head wound upon the ancient street when he regained consciousness the two moons bright sentinel orbs in the night sky had moved to a new position down their sliding path old maota's absence took some of the weirdness and fantasy away it seemed a more practical place now the gash in his head was painful throbbing with quick short hammer blows synchronized with his heartbeats but there was a new determination in him if it was a fight that the old web-footed fool wanted a fight he would get the cylinder flicked him at his command across five hundred miles of desert and rocks to a small creek he remembered here he bathed his head in cold water until all the caked blood was dissolved from his hair feeling better he went back the wind had turned cool michelson shivered wishing he had brought a coat the city was absolutely still except for small gusts of wind sighing through the frail spires the ancient book still lay in the sand beside the dark spot of blood he stooped over and picked it up it was light much lighter than most earth books he ran a hand over the binding smooth it was untouched by time or climate he squinted at the pages tilting the book to catch the bright moonlight but the writing was alien he touched the page ran his forefinger over the writing suddenly he sprang back the book fell from his hands god in heaven he exclaimed he had heard a voice he looked around at the old buildings down the length of the ancient street something strange about the voice not maota not his tones not his words satisfied that no one was near he stooped and picked up the book again good god he said aloud it was the book talking his fingers had touched the writing again it was not a voice exactly but a stirring in his mind like a strange language heard for the first time a talking book what other surprises were in the city tall fragile buildings laughing at time and weather a clock measuring god knows what if such wonders remained what about those already destroyed one could only guess at the machines the gadgets the artistry already decayed and blown away to mix forever with the sand i must preserve it he thought whether maoto likes it or not they say these people lived half a million years ago a long time let's see now a man lives one hundred years on the average five thousand lifetimes and all you do is touch a book and a voice jumps across all those years he started off toward the tall building he had examined upon discovery of the city his left eyelid began to twitch and he laid his forefinger against the eye pressing until it stopped then he stooped and entered the building he laid the book down and tried to take the clock off the wall it was dark in the building and his fingers felt along the wall looking for it then he touched it his fingers moved over the smooth surface then suddenly he jerked his hand back with an exclamation of amazement 
fear ran up his spine the clock was warm he felt like running like flicking back to the settlement where there were people and familiar voices for here was a thing that should not be half a million years and here was warmth he touched it again curiosity overwhelming his fear it was warm no mistake and there was a faint vibration a suggestion of power he stood there in the darkness staring off into the darkness trembling fear built up in him until it was a monstrous thing drowning reason he forgot the power of the cylinder behind his ear he scrambled through the doorway he got up and ran down the ancient sandy street until he came to the edge of the city here he stopped gasping for air feeling the pain throb in his head common sense said that he should go home that nothing worthwhile could be accomplished at night that he was tired that he was weak from loss of blood and fright and running but when michelson was on the trail of important discoveries he had no common sense he sat down in the darkness meaning to rest a moment when he awoke dawn was red against thin clouds in the east old maota stood in the street with webbed feet planted far apart in the sand a weapon in the crook of his arm it was a long tube affair familiar to michelson michelson asked did you sleep well no i'm sorry to hear that how do you feel fine but my head aches a little sorry maota said for what for hitting you pain is not for gods like you michelson relaxed somewhat what kind of man are you first you try to break my skull then you apologize i abhor pain i should have killed you outright he thought about that for a moment eyeing the weapon it looked in good working order slim and shiny and innocent it looked like a glorified african blow-gun but he was not deceived by its appearance it was a deadly weapon well he said before you kill me tell me about the book he held it up for maota to see what about the book what kind of book is it what does mr earthgod mean what kind of book you have seen it it is like any other book except for the material and the fact that it talks no no i mean what's in it poetry poetry for god's sake why poetry why not mathematics or history why not tell how to make the metal of the book itself now there is a subject worthy of a book Mayota shook his head one does not study a dead culture to learn how they made things but how they thought but we are wasting time i must kill you now so i can get some rest the old man raised the gun wait you forgot that i also have a weapon he pointed to the spot behind his ear where the cylinder was buried i can move faster than you can fire the gun maota nodded i have heard how you travel it does not matter i will kill you anyway i suggest we negotiate no why not maota looked off toward the hills old eyes filmed from years of sand and wind leather skin lined and pitted the hills stood immobile brown-gray 
already shimmering with heat impotent why not michelson repeated why not what maota dragged his eyes back negotiate no maota's eyes grew hard as steel they stood there in the sun not twenty feet apart hating each other the two moons very pale and far away on the western horizon stared like two bottomless eyes all right then at least it's a quick death i hear that thing just disintegrates a man and that's that michelson prepared himself to move if the old man's finger slid closer toward the firing stud the old man raised the gun wait now what at least read some of the book to me before i die then the gun wavered i am not an unreasonable man the webfoot said michelson stepped forward extending his arm with the book no stay where you are throw it this book is priceless you just don't go throwing such valuable items around it won't break throw it michelson threw the book it landed at Mayota's feet spouting sand against his leg he shifted the weapon picked up the book and leaped through it raising his head in a listening attitude searching for a suitable passage michelson heard the thin metallic pages rustle softly he could have jumped and seized the weapon at that moment but his desire to hear the book was strong old maoto read michelson listened the cadence was different the syntax confusing but the thoughts were there it might have been a professor back on earth reading to his students keats shelley browning these people were human with human thoughts and aspirations the old man stopped reading he squatted slowly keeping michelson in sight and laid the book face up in the sand wind moved the pages see he said the spirits read they must have been great readers these people they drink the book as if it were an elixir see how gentle they lap at the pages like a new kitten tasting milk michelson laughed you certainly have an imagination what difference does it make maota cried suddenly angry you want to close up all these things in boxes for a posterity who may have no slightest feeling or appreciation i want to leave the city as it is for spirits whose existence i cannot prove the old man's eyes were furious now deadly the gun came down directly in line with the earthman's chest the gnarled finger moved michelson using the power of the cylinder behind his ear jumped behind the old webfoot to maota it seemed that he had flicked out of existence like a match blown out the next instant michelson spun him around and hit him it was an inexpert fist belonging to an archaeologist not a fighter but maota was an old man he dropped in the sand momentarily stunned michelson bent over to pick up the gun and the old man feeling it slip from his fingers hung on and was pulled to his feet they struggled for possession of the gun silently gasping kicking sand faces grew red lips drew back over michelson's white teeth over maoda's pink toothless gums the dead city's fragile spires 
threw impersonal shadows down where they fought then quite suddenly a finger or hand neither knew whose finger or hand touched the firing stud there was a hollow whooshing sound both stopped still realizing the total destruction they might have caused it only hit the ground michelson said a black charred hole two feet in diameter and they could not see how deep stared at them maoda let go and sprawled in the sand the book he cried the book is gone no we probably covered it with sand while we fought both men began scooping sand in their cupped hands digging frantically for the book saliva dripped from maoda's mouth but he didn't know or care finally they stopped exhausted they had covered a substantial area around the hole they had covered the complete area where they had been we killed it the old man moaned it was just a book not alive you know how do you know the old man's pale eyes were filled with tears it talked and it sang in a way it had a soul sometimes on long nights i used to imagine it loved me for taking care of it there are other books we'll get another maota shook his head there are no more but i've seen them down there in the square building not poetry books yes but not poetry that was the only book with songs i'm sorry you killed it Mayota suddenly sprang for the weapon lying forgotten in the sand michelson put his foot on it and Mayota was too weak to tear it loose he could only weep out his rage when he could talk again Mayota said i am sorry mr earth god i've disgraced myself don't be sorry michelson helped him to his feet we fight for some reasons cry for others a priceless book is a good reason for either not for that for not winning i should have killed you last night when i had the chance the gods give us chances and if we don't take them we lose forever i told you before we are on the same side negotiate have you never heard of negotiation you are a god Mayota said one does not negotiate with gods one either loves them or kills them that's another thing i am not a god can't you understand of course you are Mayota looked up very sure mortals cannot step from star to star like crossing a shallow brook no no i don't step from one star to another an invention does that just an invention i carry it with me it's a tiny thing no one would ever guess it has such power so you see i'm human just like you hit me and i hurt cut me and i bleed i love i hate i was born some day i'll die see i'm human just a human with a machine no more than that Mayota laughed then sobered quickly you lie no if i had this machine could i travel as you yes then i'll kill you and take yours it would not work for you why each machine is tailored for each person the old man hung his head he looked down into the black charred hole he walked all around the hole he kicked at the sand 
looking half-heartedly again for the book look michelson said i'm sure i've convinced you that i'm human why not have a try at negotiating our differences he looked up his expressive eyes deep resigned studied michelson's face finally he shook his head sadly when we first met i hoped we could think the ancient thoughts together but our paths diverge we have finished you and i he turned and started off shoulders slumped dejectedly michelson caught up to him are you leaving the city no where are you going away far away mayota looked off toward the hills eyes distant don't be stupid old man how can you go far away and not leave the city there are many directions you would not understand east west north south up down no no there is another direction come if you must see michelson followed him far down the street they came to a section of the city he had not seen before buildings were smaller spires dwarfed against larger structures here a path was packed in the sand leading to a particular building michelson said this is where you live yes Maota went inside michelson stood in the entrance and looked around the room was clean furnished with handmade chairs and a bed who is this old man he thought far from his people living alone choosing a life of solitude among ancient ruins but not touching them above the bed a clock was fastened to the wall michelson remembered his fright thinking of the warmth where warmth should not be Mayota pointed to it you asked about this machine he said now i will tell you he laid his hand against it here is power to follow another direction michelson tested one of the chairs to see if it would hold his weight then sat down his curiosity about the instrument was colossal but he forced a short laugh Mayota, you are complex why not stop all this mystery nonsense and tell me about it you know more about it than i of course Mayota smiled a toothless superior smile what do you suppose happened to this race you tell me they took the unknown direction the books speak of it i don't know how the instrument works but one thing is certain the race did not die out as a species becomes extinct michelson was amused but interested something like a fourth dimension i don't know i only know that with this instrument there is no death i have read the books that speak of this race this wonderful people who conquered all disease who explored all the mysteries of science who devised this machine to cheat death see this button here on the face of the instrument press the button and and what i don't know exactly but i have lived many years i have walked the streets of this city and wondered and wanted to press the button now i will do so quickly the old man still smiling pressed the button a high-pitched whine filled the air just within audio range steady for a moment it then rose in pitch passing beyond hearing quickly the old man's knees buckled 
he sank down fell over the bed lay still michelson touched him cautiously then examined him more carefully no question about it the old man was dead feeling depressed and alone michelson found a desert knoll outside the city overlooking the tall spires that shone in the sunlight and gleamed in the moonlight he made a stretcher rolled the old man's body onto it and dragged it down the long ancient street and up the knoll here he buried him but it seemed a waste of time somehow he knew beyond any doubt that the old native and his body were completely disassociated in some sense more complete than death in the days that followed he gave much thought to the clock he came to the city every day he spent long hours in the huge square building with the books he learned the language by sheer bulldog determination then he searched the books for information about the instrument finally after many weeks long after the winds had obliterated all evidence of Mayota's grave on the knoll michelson made a decision he had to know if the machine would work for him and so one afternoon when the ancient spires threw long shadows over the sand he walked down the long street and entered the old man's house he stood before the instrument trembling afraid but determined he pinched his eyes shut tight like a child and pressed the button the high-pitched whine started complete utter silence void darkness awareness and memory yes nothing else then Mayota's chuckle came no sound an impression only like the voice from the ancient book where was he there was no left or right up or down Mayota was everywhere nowhere look Mayota's thought was directed at him in this place of no direction think of the city and you will see it michelson did and he saw the city beyond as if he were looking through a window and yet he was in the city looking at his own body Mayota's chuckle again the city will remain as it is you did not win after all neither did you but this existence has compensations Mayota said you can be anywhere see anywhere on this planet even on your earth michelson felt a great sadness seeing his body lying across the old home-made bed he looked closer he sensed a vibration or life force he didn't stop to define it in his body why was his dead body different from old Mayota's? could it be that there was some thread stretching from the reality of his body to his present state no one can go back i don't like your thoughts Mayota said no one can go back i tried i have discussed it with many who are not presently in communication with you no one can go back michelson decided he'd try no no Mayota's thought was prickled with fear and anger michelson did not know how to try but he remembered the cylinder and gathered all the force of his mind in spite of Mayota's protests and gave his most violent command at first he thought it didn't work he got up and looked around then it struck him he was standing up the cylinder he knew it was the cylinder that was the difference between himself and Mayota. when he used the cylinder that was where he went the place where Mayota was now it was a door of some kind 
leading to a path of some kind where distance was non-existent but the clock was a mechanism to transport only the mind to that place to be certain of it he pressed the button again with the same result as before he saw his own body fall down he felt Mayota's presence you devil Mayota's thought scream was a sword of hate and anger irrational suddenly like a person who knows his loss is irrevocable i said you were a god i said you were a god i said you were a god end of a city near centaurus by bill doyle